They work in a crowd. Like, oh! Insert joke. <laughs> and they be, they be eating it up, baby. They be eating it but up. But you got she, the good camera. She's a ham. You missed your calling with acting like what you was supposed to be doing. That's because my dad said, who the fuck gonna pay for that? You sitting up here trying to be a, which is commendable, being a nurse. But like you, nurse. you need to go circle back like maybe I should. I don't, I don't know, man. It's not, it's never too late, baby. It's never too late. I might have to put nursing on hold and go to acting classes you know, you at, come, at 29. You, know, you come back, <laughs> you the friend is just like, mm, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but then I get into the industry and be like, ooh, typecast. Angry black woman. <laughs> no, I mean angry black woman, just the, the comic relief with a dash of truth and a dash of drama. Yes. Yes. Like the like the ba- like the well balanced act. Like I can do it all. <laughs> like you need me to draw for somewhere. You know I can uh, you know I can work up some tears. I, I can, can definitely make, make all of that happen. I can make it do what it do, baby. Oh, here my, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Anywhere. I forgot what episode this number is. I think Mimi said twenty seven. 27 and at 30 oh my god we're having a raffle for 30 dollars <laughs> which is probably just going to go back god to me and damn me. y'all cheap shit like, we on a budget like the fuck you mean like we work in class like we don't got nothing y'all could do 50 dollars so me and mimi 25 both. and 25 so we gonna get our 25 dollars back <laughs> i don't know because i'm gonna get it <laughs> No, you and uh, redacted couldn't even get the other uh, the questions for we the almost had for. I brought, that one. Y'all had first one, Mimi was writing questions like she was still in nursing school, okay? <laughs> like, calm it the fuck down, okay? Nobody remembers the sentence, line two, paragraph three from episode two. If we trying to test, if we trying to test, who really I heard listening? Golly. Nigga, listening or studying, like. But welcome to this week's episode of the Five Mall Liquor Podcast. My co-host Mimi is out in DC getting DNC in her <laughs> yes, place. <bitch. laughs> is May? I don't know your AKAs. Um, May, May La Soul, month of May. If you're nasty, um, excuse the my plants. voice. Yes, plant mom. Excuse my voice, guys. I'm fighting a sinus infection, but I'm here. Okay, it's what happens when you live in when you're when you a living, um, uh, feeling. Is that what it's called? A living feeling. A living feeling. <laughs> you got legs. When you live here, you the automatic feeling. <laughs> so I'm here. I'm happy to be here, though. Thank you for having me. Nigga, don't act like it's like your first time here. So. <laughs> and like y'all don't hear me in the background. Of like married, I'm like, <laughs> like first of all, no. I'm in the background of every episode, bitch. You're always here. Mental assistance. Since you're the uh, the special guest, we can start the mental health check in with you. Mental health check in. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, school. Um, school is like uh definitely. I just wish I would have figured it out sooner. Why the fuck am I back in school? at at 29 but it's you know it's going good 
work is trying to slowly get us back into the office. I don't know if I'm prepared for that. I think I like being hybrid. Like, I feel like at, at, at this stage in the millennium, why is in the office permanent? Especially for, depending on what type of work you do. Drunk. Drunk what? I meant to say control. I don't know. I got those two words like confused. Because now I was just reading. <laughs> but, um, it's like for controlling purposes. Yeah. So I kind of feel like more so. And it's, it's a. Engagement it, purposes. Not even engagement. It's just like an archaic thought process. Mm-hmm. I need to. I need to have my eyes on you. Yes. In order to see that you're working. Yeah. And quantify and justify the work that you're doing. If I don't have my eyes on it, yeah, I need to see then I it. can't right. I can't I can't actually prove throughout that eight hour workday that you're actually working. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just people just want to see that they're paying you for eight hours worth of work. That's it. Just even though when we're in the building, you can visibly see that we don't have eight hours worth of work. Right. And I'm not doing eight <laughs> hours worth of like worth of work. Like you we, saw me sleep on my about to be on my lunch break. You saw me. There's no jig. Like, the jig isn't up. Like, there's no jig. Like, you know what it is. You saw me at the coffee station for the third time today. No, and it's been, and it's already been studies, and it's already been uh, studies and data behind it to show that most people do work better from home because, A, you're more comfortable, you're more happy, and depending on your work environment, you may not be constantly be in a hostile work environment because not mm-hmm. every work environment is the best. Mm-hmm. And obviously, everybody can't work from home. But for those who can, um, if that environment is toxic or if that environment is hostile, you're removed from that from being by home and you have a sense of comfort. And people just like being home. So a happy employee, which is a happy employee, the better quality of the work is going to be than I hate this motherfucker and I'm just doing this shit to get paid and leave. Yeah, people don't understand the value of having happy human capital. That's basically what employees are to i think somebody's got yeah. dunked on outside <laughs> no they playing Everybody's baseball okay <laughs> <laughs> like in the suburbs something really was about to go down and go down but you know gotta stay on your toes yes anyway. i hear just all the deer that be gang banging on your front lawn the deer the foxes them niggas be looking at you i mean like in a way like we did destroy their habitat and build houses so i, I mean when they be looking at me with the side eye i can't only really be so upset like eating grass like hmm Damn. You coming out the house, they like, mm, must be nice, nigga. You know, we used to run through here. <laughs> <laughs> My sense is all fucked up. <laughs> and we be hitting them at night in the cars and shit. Damn, double homicide. Like, y'all niggas crossing the roads. Like, we wasn't galloping here through here for years oh, before man. industrialization. It was a little, like, dear family when I was leaving, um... My grandma's house the other day, and I was just like, "Y'all, please don't run out here." That's the I whole thing. Y'all shit, and it's, it was nighttime too. Like this, they shit at night. Like they jump and look like, "Oh, what's that?" <sighs> anyway, how are you feeling, babe? How's your mental health? I'm doing all right. You know, work is work is being work. Working in uh, technology, it does have its perks, but mm-hmm. just like any job, there are dark sides we're kind of thrown into which i don't necessarily mind learning that way it's kind of trial by fire so um i don't mind it necessarily and that's just my learning style i learn by doing yeah so you can sit up there and talk to me and explain shit until you're blue in the face and but until you're blue in the face but until i actually sit down with it i do it it doesn't start clicking for me until oh okay this is why we have to do this this that and the third like that's just my learning style yeah um 
with technology not that it's like hard to do that um but an actual application there might be a lot going on so it may be um harder to do that um just all that to say it's just you know coming across you know a few challenges that i wasn't necessarily prepared for and it's not the fault of my employer it's just until you actually go through it yeah i can't show you it there's a lot of shit i can't show you until you go through it so one of those weeks where it was kind of just everything was literally just yeah we haven't been able to show you this because like this shit didn't happen but like when it was back to back like i felt like i just like i felt like meek and i did strict like it was just back to back like it was just <laughs> <laughs> just back to back shit i'm just like damn like we oh need man like help, just, please like like it's just like what god what more do you want from me i felt like tyrese i'm like all right god like i'm not strong like why <laughs> why are you, why you i'm not your strongest warrior bro I, I think a lot of your uh like a lot of not your stress but like stress that comes from your like specific job is the fact that everything is needed yesterday like we needed this yesterday we needed this yesterday why didn't you do this three weeks ago because we needed it last month actually so and like it's the a lot of your clients are in the public and they're also client front-facing so like a lot of people you help they need the help right away and um i think that puts a lot of added stress especially when you're understaffed so hire more niggas niggas apply that was my whole thing i mean and I do feel part of the job freeze is, you know, you were getting an extra, what, 300 or $400 in employment. Mm-hmm. And I can't necessarily knock the idea of I'm getting paid more to stay home. So I'm going to stay home until I don't have to because I'm getting paid more. I can't necessarily say that's a horrible idea. I'm going to stay home and do this Herbalife. I'm going to do this Herbalife, this multi-level marketing scheme. Is it Herbalife so bought me everything I ever want? So I can do or sell some LuLaRoe stockings. By the way, that's a good documentary, Lula Rich, on Amazon Prime, if you haven't watched it. I need to know where all the Wake Up Now people are. The Wake Up Now people. Is there a documentary for this? Like wake yeah, up I feel like Wake Up Now was definitely local. Was that a national thing? I don't know if Wake Up Now was national. I don't know. I, think, I have no I idea. I think Wake Up Now was actually a pyramid scheme because there was no actual like service. I think they were trying to sell, like, remember it would be, like, money off your electric bill or something like that, but they didn't actually, like, have a product, like how, like, LuLaRoe is with the stockings or how uh, Herbalife is or, with like, Avon. Yeah. Or the flat tummy Yeah, tea. yeah, yeah. So they wanted to stay home. People want to stay home do that little multi-level marketing shit. Be like flat tummy tea, like you just ain't gonna get your fat Dude, removed in Miami. If you want to lose five pounds, inbox me right now. We can make that happen for you. Yeah, book your appointment. Like, all right, uh, we booked your flight. Y'all do know it's just a calorie <laughs> deficit, right? That's why you're losing weight. <laughs> You've created a calorie deficit and you're working out. It That's wasn't why the... they be like, come to the boot camps. Yeah, it wasn't the tea. <laughs> it was the fact that you were eating less, you were in a deficit, and you were physically exercising. Now, if you do that and just not give niggas your money, you'll be straight. You'll be straight. There's ways to do it. There is, all right. <laughs> there are definitely ways to not get scammed. In America, niggas get scammed every day, mm-hmm. and man, I kind of feel it can happen to anybody. But I feel like now that since we're well, we've been in the technological age, but since technology has been here for X amount of time, it should be harder for people to get scammed than what it actually is. Like the older generation, I kind of get it because they're just catching on, and we were born with it. We yeah, were born into it. Yeah, they hadn't seen the internet or hadn't seen the internet 
until they were a grown man, and by that time the light was blinding. <laughs> Bane, nineteen ninety-seven. Um, <laughs> so like, I get that part, but I just be flabbergasted when people our age either get catfished, scammed. Heck, not really, not so much because uh-huh. that can happen to anybody. Yeah, that's not even necessarily you just putting your password somewhere it shouldn't be. Like it shouldn't have been. That's just like luck of the draw. Like yeah, that's like whatever. But just getting scammed, catfish, and certain things. I'm just kind of looking, bro. We see examples of this shit every day. How are you falling for it? Like, it's out there. Examples of it are far. Like examples of it are out there. How are you falling for this? Just even catfishing. We have face. There are so many ways for me to see you, see you yeah. before I actually see you. To the fact that if you aren't doing these things before we meet, I'm probably not going to meet you because at that point, you're probably not the person that you're saying you are. Exactly. I think that goes to show, like, other people's, um, like, uh, how easily they're manipulated, if that makes any sense. Like, it, the people who normally get scammed for money now needed money. So they thought that there was a fast way to get money. Newsflash, there is no way to make fast money, like, that fast, by you just sending your Chase Bank account no, to somebody on the just, internet. It does not work like that. Just like the YouTube video, like YouTube videos or the like emails, that. like, let me show you how to make passive income and yeah, just all this yeah, other yeah. shit. Your grandma left you, my your great, 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 great grandma left you a castle. If you just give me your social, I can give you all the information to get the cat. Come on now. Like, you know what? You I know damn well your great, great grandma. No, nigga was like, I did 23 and me. You know what? Uh, We did have family in England, so it is possible. <laughs> not the 23 and me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But so uh, I think it's just the vulnerability and just social media and I guess wanting that I think that you know kind of segues into like that social media wanting to follow people and you see other people's life look so flashy on social media. So I think that's another way people get you know can get scammed like watching YouTube and stuff like that. It is cuz all this stuff is just a snapshot and yeah. I can control it. It's not actual real life. It's just all just a snapshot and I can control it. I can capture it. Mm-hmm. I can manipulate it to however I want to present it to the public yeah. because I have full control over that over that media. Yeah. I think that's how people get scammed, but Niggas, yeah. stop getting scammed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of YouTube, um, the coverage for Gabby Petito. Yes. Uh, Gabby Petito and her boyfriend or fiance, I believe he was, Brian Laundry. So I got hooked into this because I'm a TikToker. <laughs> I'm not a TikToker, but I'll be watching TikTok all day. I just I can't. Day. And this is why, like, I refuse to get TikTok. I just see how absorbed people get into it, and I just can't. Like, you know. And my For You page, because it's for me, okay? Um, They brought me to one of these young ladies who was, like, you know, a crime blogger. And, you know, this case came her way. She talked about it. It caught a lot of traction. She has, like, millions of followers on TikTok. Gabby Petito and her fiance are YouTubers. They allegedly were out in the Grand Teton. I don't know what state that's in. Is that in? I believe it's out there, like Yellowstone, like Utah. I think it was by. Shit. I think it is by Yellowstone Park. Um, they were out there. They were first of all, they had a. Uh, they were campers. They bought a van specifically to travel the world and camp. It's and in Wyoming, hike. so okay. I, yeah, I think it's not that. I don't think it's that far from here though, because I think is uh. That park is out there, right? Mm-hmm. I don't that, know. Or, I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. Okay. Well, it's in Wyoming. Well, that particular park they were at was in Wyoming. Okay. So, yeah, Gabby, I believe they're initially from New York, but they moved to Florida, decided to, you know, come across country. They were clearly having some relationship issues. Um, 
from the video that was released from the police body cam. Brian, from what I saw, I'm not going to, you know, say anything specifically about him, but from what I saw, he definitely seemed to be um, narcissistic, to say the least. And um, he acted like he cared about Gabby in the videos, but obviously she's now dead. So we don't know how much he cared about her or what the full... Uh, dynamic of their relationship was because she was missing he flew back to florida without her he left her out there he's like red flag number one yeah like, you're like coming back, you came without, back home without her didn't tell anybody her family was like, okay we haven't heard from her um and then he went missing after a while like he wasn't talking but the cops said that we can't arrest him because we can't prove whether a crime has happened or not which is bullshit because like... we've all seen niggas arrested for less. <laughs> She's clearly missing, and I he was the last got... one to see her, and he's not talking. Okay. I almost got arrested uh, for fitting a description. Yeah. So like yeah. they couldn't prove anything, but and I'll never forget it. The description was just it was a nigga in an orange hoodie that just had happened to shoot somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And it was in the area. I'm at the basketball court. Been at the basketball court for like the past like two or three hours. Yeah. The cops are driving by, and the lady pointed at me. And, you know, they asked me to come out there. And they're just like, yeah, um, we want to talk to you. Except for what? It was like, oh, like, there was a shooting. And you fit the description. I said verbatim, description is a nigga in the orange hoodie. Yes. That's you. <laughs> That's exactly And luckily, everybody at the court was like, no, like, he's been here, like, the whole entire time. Like, he's not going, whatever. So they kind of, like, they just left. Mm-hmm. But they ended up going to um, my friend Justin's house, mm-hmm. who had lived down the street because he had the same like the same make and model car uh, okay. it's like granted like it's kind of just like you know like what are the coincidences yeah it's also kind of just like grabbing at straws too it's like, yeah let's try to solve it but we like how many like some people to right see what we can find out because the odds are there are probably x amount of the, like it's going to be x amount of make and models of this car like in this city yeah it's like you're going to like you're going to see them yeah so while i do understand like yeah like it's in the area but it's kind of just like all right like i blew a nigga away and just went back to play <laughs> basketball to, like i'm not run i'm like, not yeah like i was like i had to handle something like check the rock be like surprised. No, I'm joking. But i mean still. possibly but like at that point in time like i'm thinking to myself like eh, but like all that to say that whole to me oh, the description has to be more than just clothes like come on now y'all Right, but that goes to prove, like, well, we can't... Like, you could. Like, you could have. Yeah. And we've seen it. Like, we've seen celebrities arrested for less. Yeah. We've all had people in our lives experience arrested for less. Like, they may not have full of anything, but they were arrested for less. So, like, I don't buy that shit for a second. It's just like, oh, well, he's, you know, like, I hate to say it, but, like, he's a white guy. I don't even actually hate to say it. He's a white guy. We want to give him the benefit of the doubt because which we can't necessarily find anything. Which the cops did a lot of. They in, did everything. In the body cam, um, which you probably heard from me listening to it next to you. I did. Um, when they was explaining to her, like, they're explaining to her, um, oh, well, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, are you fucking nuts? Because my whole thing is, for the most part, I don't believe that women strike men just out of striking them is normally out of fear desperation or the man instigated it first it's not saying like there aren't scenarios where women are the aggressor yeah but for the most part it's normally a defensive mechanism versus it actually like that person being an aggressor yeah according to uh the video and from her saying i'm confirming that she did she did suffer from anxiety i believe that was like the main thing 
So she had sort of, um, you know, some anxious characteristic maybe about herself that maybe um, projected in different ways, but that does not equate to let me kill this girl. <laughs> like, it just doesn't. No. Um, unfortunately, after the cops pulled them over that day, um, I think you just kind of wish, like, maybe they would have arrested her or arrested him, like, and maybe she would still be alive. They chose not to arrest either one of them, but told them to separate and to just not contact each other um, over the night. They did not do that. They still contacted each other. I think they had that from his phone records or her phone records. And, you know, the next day was probably the last day anybody saw Gabby Petito. So, unfortunately, Brian came home alive and well. <laughs> and he chose to not talk. Um, Which is also like red flag, like number 10. Yeah, the police let him not talk. His attorney, he was speaking by way of his attorney most of the time. Which means even if he was speaking by way of his attorney, that also probably means that he wasn't, like he probably, or even if there was a flight with him, or at least my train of thought, even if there was a flight with him going home, Mm -hmm. even if he flew back to Florida or wherever he's from Or if he flew, I don't know if he drove the van, but I think they said they found the van somewhere else. Right. So, like, even with that, like, if he's However, talking... However, he got back home, and she didn't. Like, that's right. the main point here. Because if you're talking, like, I'm talking through my lawyer and not myself, like, that doesn't even mean or indicate I am where I, I may be saying that I am. Like, I'm yeah. talking by proxy, so I can yeah. literally be anywhere. Yeah. So, apparently, he was talking through his lawyer. Um, they went to go try and bring him in when the FBI went to his home, to his parents' home. They said he went for a hike a couple days ago, and we haven't seen him since. And the parents were obviously hiding something as well because why the fuck didn't you report him missing two days ago? <laughs> it's like no, like he just went, you know, he went missing, you know. Like all right, like why do you think to think to call us? Like, yeah, you know, look at us this whole time. Yeah, they. I don't know. Some people are just weird, or they may have just really been holding down. Like that's my son, and I'm gonna stick beside him. I don't care what the fuck he did. I'm sticking beside him. Um. But yeah, he is, I believe, still at large. They have not found him in that reserve that he allegedly went on a hike in. Um, But apparently there's a lot of wildlife in that reserve. So they don't know if he, like, maybe got attacked by, like, an alligator or a snake or something. Or if he's still on the run. So. I think he's either on the run or they're going to find him dead by suicide. Yeah, he definitely gave that vibe. So I think it's either or. I think at this point. He knows, even before this point, I honestly believe he's guilty. Uh-huh. So, I believe he knew he was fucked. So, yeah. he, only either, he only had two options, uh-huh. which is either I go on a run, or instead of me facing what's going to be either life or the death penalty, I'm just going to take myself out, and nobody's going to find me. Uh-huh. Or, like, or not nobody's going to find me, but if they do find me, I'll be dead already, and I'm not doing any time. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. And this is how most of these, most of these cases, for the most part, kind of play out. Yeah. Either the boyfriend's on the run, or after this happens, unfortunately, um, the boyfriend goes missing, and normally they, you know, have taken their own lives, which mm-hmm. robs the family of the victim of you know a sense of justice, justice a, yeah. you know, a sense of right, a sense of uh, correcting. Well, you can't correct somebody passing, but giving them that. I guess full closure. Yeah. Or, you know, what they perceive to, to be, be closure. closure. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm actually seeing justice for you taking the life of my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess it's not full closure if you had justice in your own hands. Right. So, 
that's really unfortunate. Rest in peace to Gabby Petito. And definitely and, prayers to her family. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that happen. Yeah, but speaking of this case, another theory that came up, I do not know who the, um, is it CNN? Anchor is, she's a black Joy, woman. Or is it Joy and Reed? I think it's her. So she brought up, um, what is it, a, a social theory? Mm-hmm. That has come about in, like, I want to say within the last, like, maybe 20 years, starting with, like, Lacey Peterson and other cases like that. Um, what was the young lady who went missing, like, overseas? You remember her? I have to look it up on my phone. But no. um, another, like, young white woman who went missing, and it always gets national coverage. Okay, not to be funny, the only white woman <laughs> I know that went missing in a different country was the girl from Taken. That was it. <laughs> She was a young white girl. She went overseas. Um, I don't know. Like I said, like my only frame of reference that was Dagan and Liam Neeson did his fucking thing. Yeah, at the tender age at seventy six. Remember Natalie Holloway? No. Oh my god, you gotta uh, fucking culture yourself, nigga. Uh, I didn't pay. Well, I was. That was in like two thousand five. I remember that though. I wasn't paying attention to stuff like paying. Yeah, you was on the game, nigga. Get no. off the game. I was watching Goku get to Namek, <laughs> step off of uh, the spaceship that Dr. Briefs gave him after he was training like a hundred times the Earth gravity, and he would get to rumble the Ginyu Force, and it we have to go man. back the to the fucking man. first episode until Funimation or Sunrise, no, who was, whoever was in control of the dubs at that time, like, got, like, the rest of the actual episodes from, mm-hmm. like, licenses and shit. Yeah. So, Joy Reid... Uh, she brought up the white missing white woman missing syndrome and how pretty much when white women go missing, it's like national news. It's like, okay, let's hurry up. Let's solve this case. Mm -hmm. Let's do liberty and justice for all, you know, Mm -hmm. that pledge (laughs) and let's let, let's, you know, prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. But when black people go missing and that's, you know, men and women, it's just like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll write it down. We'll see what we can do. You know what I mean? Like we'll go do a wellness check. What's the last known place you saw? And normally they'll get those titles like America's daughter, like America's yes. America's son. Yes. Um, and that's very telling, and that's very reflective to the two tales of America, mm-hmm. because the amount of uh black women and black men that go missing, yeah, is very 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 disturbing. Yeah. And there's next to no coverage of it. Even when uh, the young woman in, um, what was it, Chicago, when she got found, was it the, I believe it was the freezer? She had went to oh, yes. the hotel um, and um, was I found with the, her name. Uh, was it Kenesha Jenkins? Yeah, Kenesha Jenkins. Well, that made national news because of the, how do I say it? It was it was just really. That was my point. The point was that it was, it was kind of pushed by black twitter and black social mm-hmm. media to the point where it made it yes. to that it made it to that sphere mm-hmm. had it not been for them it wouldn't have made it to that sphere mm-hmm. so it just kind of sh- it kind of shows you what as far as um a people we have to go through to get that national nor- notoriety that you know things are happening to us and people are missing from our culture yeah granted not every missing person obviously is going to be reported in the news and it's not going to be national news but majority of the time when it happens to people who aren't black it's often publicized Mm -hmm. um 
it's often in those major news outlets as to when it happens to us it seldomly happens that it break like that it makes national breaking news, news yeah. that is breaking news or national news yeah i mean that just goes to show how um i mean i'm just gonna say what it is like how um the government views us still as a people i think if you were to go back you know 100 years they'd be like oh well mm-hmm. like it wouldn't even be talked twice about um there is that attitude, even the labeling. Mm-hmm. The labeling of, oh, this is America's daughter. Yeah. Like, this is what America is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Those labels are never attached to black people go missing. There's no black, oh, this is America's daughter or this is America's son. Yeah. But yet, we're supposed to be this diverse uh, cultural country. We're supposed to be this diverse cultural country where oh racism doesn't exist in america is just very opens with his arms but we see it in the titling uh-huh. of certain things we see it with the framing of certain things and we see it with the news coverage of certain things yeah how news coverage is treated differently i guarantee you if this was reversed and the couple would have been black oh yeah homeboy would have been in jail that night either one of them would have been in jail that night and if he was on the run they oh, yeah. would have felt like they would have found him like by now like he neither one of them would have been able to like had the chance to go on a run uh-uh. at that point uh-uh. like this is this no, they like definitely yeah. would have arrested them that night with the quote-unquote domestic uh disturbance yes they both would have been in separate cells that night yeah so i think another point is that we're kind of viewed as oh well what did they do to deserve this exactly especially when they like sexualize black women okay well she got raped what was she wearing or when black men uh, something happens to us even when like we have to fight to prove that we were killed by unright un- unlawfully by police and that has that's what really has to make national news for us is for us to be unlawfully killed by police and then we still have to prove that it was unlawful you know or, what i mean not even that or just uh the fact that uh Lynching is still mm-hmm. legal. Lynching is still legal. Mm-hmm. Like there still isn't a law saying like lynching is illegal. Yeah, it's it's still legal in certain states. It's still certain states. It's it's still legal. Mm-hmm. There's no bill like there was no widespread bill passed making it legal. Yeah, and there are certain laws that are still legal that are still targeted towards black people that still affect us to this day that haven't been. But you know, erased. stop Asian hate right away stop it right now (laughs) but (laughs) i guess you know it's unfortunate that you know the young man jelani day who went missing his mother begged them to search for him and they were like okay we gonna do it we'll call you you know what they what they what they say in the movie we'll call you in a couple days See if he pop, see if he pops up. Didn't get any coverage. Didn't do any like. Didn't get any coverage. Didn't get any exposure or anything. Yeah, and it so happens that this same young lady on TikTok who I watched um, the Gabby Petito case, she said, "You know what?" And she used her white privilege for good, and she was like, "Look, you know, the same way we were able to blow up the Gabby the Gabby Petito case, let's take a look at this case." And like literally right after I saw her post that case, it was on the news. It's like. Well, what, well, why does white girl got to put it up here? You know, for y'all to believe it. It's currency. Like, yeah. that is America's currency. So yeah. that's why even certain things now, even certain things now, certain things in the past, like, worked. So civil rights wouldn't have worked without the women's suffrage movement. Right. So because we aligned ourselves with 
you know, mm-hmm. with white women ever going through that at that point in time. Like, yeah. that's why all that worked. Yes. Because they listened to them. Even now, um, that's why, even if not all the way, um, the protesting and different things that had happened recently, mm-hmm. I feel as though they had more effect because instead of it just only being black people, right, it was a coalition of different people. Right. And it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard for the government to argue just one section of people saying this, like mm-hmm. the people that you actually cater for are also saying like, Hey, like this is fucked up. You need to change it. Especially when I think, um, this is no disrespect to the LBGTQ community, but I think once white people who were, you know, a part of the LGBTQ community were being then affected by laws implemented by the Trump administration, they're like, okay, now we see what y'all been going through because they're just trying to take stuff away from us that we're not bothering anybody, just how y'all haven't been bothering anybody. Now we see why we can be allies. And I don't think that necessarily has to be offensive. It's yeah. just until you're... Play- I, think a lot of this, like, I think a lot of it is until you're placed into it. Yeah, until you're in that situation, you don't really know. No, right. So even going back to um, the Stop Asian Hate thing, which isn't a fault. It's not a fault of Asian people. Like, it's not a fault. No, of, like, no. Fault, no, it's not a fault of Asian people at all. Um, but even for them, because their history is kind of akin to ours yes. as mm-hmm. in the fact that there were internment camps for them. Yeah. They weren't seen as, not even just them. It's kind of, like, crazy how, like, all minorities, even the white minorities, whether you were Polish or Irish, mm-hmm. you came here and, you know, you weren't You were seen, welcome. Like, you weren't, um, you, you weren't welcome at all. never seen as a threat. But more so with them, um, more so with the the Asian community, I kind of like more so like they were more akin to us as far as like the dehumanization and what they, you know, like what they went through. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like props to them getting like for that bill getting passed, like for sure. Like, uh-huh. I'm glad like they got it passed. Yeah. But it also like goes to show you like how America still views us because we're still... A minority is still seeking, you know, protection. Yeah. Um, from laws or just anything to protect us from hate crimes and yeah. other things of that nature. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there have been plenty of laws that have come across, um, and I you feel- know, Congress regarding us, and they've been pa- like just you know been passed on, like yeah. not even voted on. Yeah, and I feel as though um, things like that they're kind of done on purpose to further create division. Mm-hmm through minorities yeah so it's minorities fight it's minorities fighting minorities and minorities fighting you know white supremacy yeah and that whole environment so it's kind of just oh we'll just distract everybody from everything so you can't focus, focus on, on one singular goal is, right know? because now we're creating infighting between the minorities because now folks are looking at folks like oh like well you got this bill passed mm-hmm. and you know we didn't you know like people are yeah. starting to look at other cultures and other races you know sideways but i kind of feel like that's personal that's purposely done by design to further create that division and make that happen yeah i definitely agree 100 percent. yeah like it's not like it's definitely not like a yeah it's not like us just looking like okay it's a horrible pun but like it's not like not a pun but like it's not like a black and white yeah yeah you know it's not like a black and white argument or like a black and white topic Uh like there's definitely layers and there's definitely a lot of things that are interwoven like in that argument that are interwoven in that argument mm-hmm. and it's not just as simple as this that or that like there's like a, a i don't want to say a complicated history but there's an entangled history gotcha and it that makes it not black and white 
definitely like, with yeah you. yeah i see what you're saying because i kind of feel like a lot of things in america are purposely put together to pit people against one mm-hmm. another while we're going back and forth with one another, the niggas that are like pulling the strings and controlling everything, like yeah. they're laughing and they're busting it up laws. and having <laughs> passing laws, passing busting laws it up. Abortion. Uh, the top one percent is still making more than the entire. No, sometimes the niggas that you see arguing on Capitol Hill, just mm-hmm. going back and forth, be the same niggas behind closed doors, yakking it up and just yeah. dapping each other up and just yeah. being like, "What's up?" Yeah, it's all performative. Like wow, like real people, like actually, like struggle and actually uh yeah have to deal it's to quote unquote keep us busy down here exactly like yeah that's definitely it but um prayers to uh jelani day's families yes, too because um, i believe his body was found it was um, so yes prayers to his family and during this difficult that was just a horrible like a horrible um heartbreaking story you know um yeah i think speaking of race in this country um the haitians uh who are seeking asylum that is another topic that you need, you know needs definitely needs to be talked about. I think America would have no problem finding a space for the it's the Afghan Afghan immigrants. Or they don't even they don't want them here either. I mean, not that they don't want them here, but they definitely say we'll make space for them. They're and not at the border. They're not at the airport. You know, they aren't. But the only reason, but that goes back to. So that goes back to stuff being politicized. Oh yeah. And people putting the, you know, like people pitting each, like trying to put like pit people against each other. Mm-hmm. It's also all right. Since this is politicized, we're going to do the right, quote unquote, I mean, yeah, I the think right thing. Definitely that political history yeah. with that once you know being the, the government at some point was what gave the weapons to the yeah. Taliban. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole like if y'all get a chance, like if y'all so, actually do y'all research, like a like, lot okay. of that shit is crazy. Yeah. Um, the government definitely played a hand in that, so I think it's a little bit of like oops. It is. It's it's, it's a lot oops. of oops. Um. All right, that was our bad. We can we can try to fix that. So if you're trying to come here, let us know. We'll put you down, and the reservation will be ready at five thirty. You know what I mean? I think that's a lot of what that is. It is. It's a lot of. It's a lot of making up. It's like a lot of making up. Yeah. It's a lot of asks, and it's a lot of yeah, we fucked up. We I think know it's we a lot of up. okay. We're on the world stage, looking bad. Right exactly. Now. It is like. Yeah, like, well, when are we now on the world stage? You're looking, looking bad, fucking right? terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, America, to fuck up some more shit. Um, but I think with the Haitians, who I think their their situation, not that their situation is like super different, but obviously the dynamic of it is different. The background of it is different. They're leaving from a place that is already corrupt, a country that is corrupt, um, a government that is corrupt. Wasn't their president just, uh, they did an assassination of their president? Yes. So, you know, obviously these are people who they want to seek asylum and they want a better life. And this is what America is it's supposed about. to be. America is supposed to be this wonderful place where no matter your color or creed, you're supposed to be able to come here and you're supposed to be able to change that. And we're consistently trying to keep motherfuckers out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So is it, is it Wally or is it one mic? Like, which one is it? Which one? Like, which one? It can't be where this great diverse place and we displace people that are coming trying to seek asylum for well, legitimate we're at the border legitimate hitting reason. them with whips and then they go then they oh like we're just we're just not going to have horses there all right the horse wasn't the, the problem the horse wasn't the problem it's, it was the person that was there is the problem like it doesn't like you can go ahead and remove the horse it's not going to stop you the person from doing the fucked up things they're doing his back and you're going to pull a whip out excuse me sir no and america owns actually haiti for 
uh-huh. few things actually. So, number one, the American Revolution was actually funded by Haitian money. Uh-huh. France gave the American colonies nine billion to aid the revolution. France had that money because Haiti was the richest colony in the entire world, richer than the Spanish Empire. France also used Haiti as a transient point to send troops and other aid to American colonies to fight the American Revolution. Enslaved Haitians also made the gunpowder that was used in many of the battles. Oh, enslaved Haitians, yeah. Yep. Number three, the Louisiana Purchase happened... I'm sorry, the, the reason the Louisiana Purchase happened was because France lost Haiti in the Haitian Revolution. The country mm-hmm. suffered so much financially from this loss, Napoleon sold their North American colonies to the United States. That's this entire area. Well, that entire area of the uh, Louisiana uh-huh. Purchase. Uh-huh. And it's just more and more reasons as to why yeah. we actually do owe a debt to them. Um, so, like, it, it's kind of crazy how things get lost in the annals. Haha, <laughs> annals. <laughs> how things get lost, like, in the annals of history. And I think it's the it's the... It's the age old adage is it's not what you did for me, but what have you done for me recently? Yeah. Like that's yeah. so like that's so applicable to any situation in uh-huh. any part of life that you find yourself in. And it's literally just like, Oh, yeah, you did this back then, but mm, like what you do for me now? Like, yeah. no, you really ain't doing much. Mm. And it goes to show you that like, was cool, but that was mad. Lo- they hit him with the why you bringing up old shit? shit like, why, you bringing up, <laughs> why you bringing up old why shit? Why you bringing up old shit, Haiti? <laughs> it, but it goes to show you like that that animosity that's in America for mm-hmm. people who aren't white, for people who are color. Like these people don't mean you any harm. These people aren't trying to do any harm to you or yeah. your family. These people are trying to come somewhere where everything is fucked up, and they're trying to make a life for themselves, and everything is fucked up as a result from other countries meddling in their affairs uh-huh. literally all like we create the refugees uh-huh. yeah <laughs> like the like refugees just aren't created by themselves it's created by, they're created by the powers that be and sometimes the powers that be create those situations for those refugees they come seeking asylum from the same people that forced them into that role in the first place yeah we america has a tendency to mind other uh countries business <laughs> other nations business a lot um and not that that is always a bad thing you know what i mean if the country is coming to us saying look we need help like and we know that you can help us and we can make some sort of agreement, some sort of, you know, treaty down the line. And that's cool if you're going to go in and do that. But I think there are a lot of ulterior motives when it comes to America helping other people. It's not, it's very, very Indian giver. It's like, mm, you know, I helped you out. What you got, what you got for me? Like, it's not very, okay, we are genuinely coming to help you. They're doing it a lot. What's the saying now? Um, I think I read a quote. It was like, they're doing it for love, not from love. It's like, what can you do for me? I need that love back. Like, I'm not doing it from a place of I'm really genuinely trying to help the people of your nation. So I'm worried that them taking in the refugees from Afghanistan might, you know, I mean, obviously, like I said, that comes from a preface of, and you know, a space of, okay, we did fuck up. So we got that, like, our bad. But with helping the Haitians or refusal to do so. And they're, they're, you know, they're kind of blaming it on, well, there is not enough of us at the border to help them. People make it happen. I don't, I don't want to hear that because, but that doesn't mean you also go to the border and beat them with whips because that's what we see. My whole entire thing is, and I'm not going to say I'm, uh, I'm not a political savant at all. Oh, you know, um, by any means, but 
even with turning people away, you can do that humanely. My oh, whole yeah. problem, my whole problem with these situations of detainees and just people who are trying to immigrate in America, my whole thing is you can still treat these, you can still treat these people like people. Uh-huh. You can keep their families together. Uh-huh. You can keep them in reasonable and decent housing. Yeah. You know, you can feed them properly. Not you can hold them properly. You don't have to keep them in cages. Even if you are, even if it's just like, hey, we can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. You can do it humanely. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this inhumane thing where they're less than. Right. Right. So it doesn't have to now be I this thing where. I don't want to hear ain't no space here. It's space here. It's space everywhere. It's space. Because y'all building fucking houses that, empty we, tra- that we in Americans can't afford. Them empty tramp houses in North Philly. The, the empty <laughs> tramp houses in North Philly. All them little rundown pieces of houses out in the, out in the country. Texas big as hell. It's not the fact that it's not big enough. It's the fact that you're not the immigrant that we want. Yeah. And yeah. that goes, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Like, you're not, you're not the immigrant that we're looking for. It's like, almost like you're applying for a job and it's just like, yeah, like, you're not necessarily we what we want. We already met the for. quota this year for the colors. So. But it's just, it's the whole. Who thing. do you know? Right. But it's the whole thing of going back. Once again, people try to say, you know, race isn't everything. Race not be maybe everything, but race plays like a lot. Like it plays oh, like an important yeah. damn factor. Hell so yeah. like if you want to, because we're still viewed as savages, apparently. No, and if you want to argue semantics, sure, it's not quote unquote everything, but it's a very decent amount that can affect your life. Mm-hmm. And it is, and I don't know why we do this whole thing where we shy away from that notion. And if we want to be a quote unquote, excuse me, progressive country. Instead of running away from it, it's something that you face head on and you kind of figure out like, all right, well, how can we be progressive and how can we move forward from these things? Now, given that the powers of B is just a whole bunch of old white dudes, I was say that. Yeah. they're just kind of just like, no, nah, niggas, like, y'all they need to stay where y'all are. That. That's not something that's on their radar. Which you know I just, I mean? this is crazy. That's, that's, that's going to cost them money. You this know what is, I mean? But it really ain't costing them shit because it's costing us money. money. We the ones getting taxed. Which, but. Which is crazy because I just literally just had this conversation at work mm-hmm. how we were just saying there needs to be a limit on how long you can be a member of Congress because yeah, these are lifetimes. Yeah. These are lifetime seats. They get, they getting it right back. And there's no, there's no, like there's no reflection. Spend a check and get it right, right back. back. Like with the lobbyists, get it right, right back. Because literally there's no representation, like there's no representation of current day America mm-hmm. in our government whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No, there's not. Niggas say AOC, but AOC is just not it. Yeah. <laughs> She's just not like you can't wear. She's trying. She trying. It's only one of her though. You can't. I have my like whatever wear. Like you can't. Yeah. Wear a dress saying "tax the rich" and you're a part of rich. Yeah. Sorry, that's just my take on it. Like niggas may disagree. Like that's just my take on it. Like, yeah. You can't do that. Um, but it's just crazy because like we kind of had this talk to where we were talking about America is not necessarily reflective of the majority of the people that are in america uh-huh. so it's almost the the same as internet outrage there'll be a small minority of the internet that is outraged and people and places and businesses will cave in as to where a lot of motherfuckers like don't care like a lot of shit that people are outraged by i i genuinely don't care yeah don't care yeah i don't care like Definitely subjective yeah. right like at this point in my life yeah like people are flawed not even, not even flawed like there are fucked up people in the world. Like, I've already, like, I already know that. There are fucked up people in the world. So, like, when they do fucked up shit or say fucked up shit, I'm not going to sit up here and be surprised to be whatever. Because even if you try to, quote, unquote, cancel somebody, 
there's still, if you do the math, by the numbers, there's still like half a million people, half a billion, however many motherfuckers in America, it's still half of those people that still support that person. That person will still be fine, even though this other half canceled them. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't even say half of the motherfuckers on the other side canceled them. They may have canceled them internet wise, but personally, yeah, personally that doesn't yeah. mean doesn't mean like they 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 canceled them at all. Prime example, quote unquote, niggas cancel R. Kelly, but I still know a few people that are still bumping R. Kelly on iTunes, telling me I need to separate the art from the artist. No, this this the bitches outside the courtroom saying he innocent. <laughs> like it's dumb. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Y'all are killing me, man. It's just the fucked up state of affairs. Um, yeah. It's just there's no there's no reason for that, and there's no way you can possibly justify that to me. There's no way you can justify what's happening to me. There's no way you can say, oh, like he didn't have a choice. There, there's nothing you can fucking say to me, to ever. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. Yeah. Even if they weren't Haitian, even if they weren't black people, doesn't matter. Even if it was somebody from I don't know, like, po- like it's like just some other place like uh-huh. that was trying to come here that wasn't a person of color. Yeah. I don't care who they are. It doesn't mean like you take a whip to them. It doesn't mean you take any extreme force to them. Cause let's be real here. Y'all knew they was coming. They came through Mexico. Y'all didn't know they was coming. Come on now. All the intel that y'all have. Allegedly. Y'all didn't know they were coming. Let's let's talk about that. <laughs> like y'all knew they were coming. So let's not meet them at the border with you know whips. Let's be prepared. No, and they're human. Like, they're, they're human at the end of the day. You don't meet them with whips. Be prepared if you knew they were coming, because y'all knew they were coming. That's my whole thing. It's just, you don't have to use force to turn people away. You just don't. Like, I'm not going to believe that. You mm-hmm. don't have to you, do at that. At all. You can say, oh, you're not there. You're not this, that, and the third. Whatever the fuck you want to say, like, that's fine. I still believe I still believe in treating people like human, like, yeah. regardless at the end of the day. Like, I still believe in it. Yeah. So you're never going to convince me that that's the only way to get it done. Just yeah. not. You're just not. At all. And uh, um, on a lighter note, mm-hmm. play this clip from uh, Mrs. Uh, Gabriella Union. Come on, Gab. Now this is from an interview that she did, and she's speaking from like a past perspective, more so. If you're not familiar with what happened between her and D Wade, um, at a point in time. She was not able to give birth, and D Wade went out like a nigga and had a child <laughs> with another one. That's y'all king. And nigga wasn't my king. <laughs> it wasn't your king. No, nigga won one ring without LeBron <laughs> and was like, Yo, Bronny, I need help. And yeah. LeBron bailed him out. Yeah. Um, I'm joking, though. LeBron, but no. No, because people say Kobe might be the closest thing to Michael Jordan we ever seen, but like, there's an argument that yeah. Dwayne Wade might have been, actually. Um, so I'm going to play the clip. Hold on. Um, and I'm going to let you... Wait. I love every union, though. I love the growth. Like, I love how she's not afraid to show us who she was in the past. And nobody like, should. Like, no, yeah. like, nobody should be holding, like, holding their... Um... I love how she just stands in her truth. Everybody should be able to do that. Yeah. All right, I'm queuing up now. Okay. And D-Way, you know you ain't right. Whenever you want to play. 
beginning where you talked about, um, you know, Dwayne having another child. And, and, you know, you said the me I am today would not have stayed. And that would be your advice, you know, today. What is it about the woman that you are today that, that made you say that or write that? It's the truth. Like who I am, the healing that I've fought for. The peace that I have fought for. Um, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I, I just wouldn't, um, that's not what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But there is, um, there is wisdom from perspective and time and therapy and personal evolution and accountability that changes things, you know? And, uh, one of the things I learned about giving advice (laughs) is don't take advice from anyone doing something that, that, you know, about anything that they haven't succeeded at. Yeah. So if you're going to ask me, uh, a divorced woman who's had a gang of, you know, relationship challenges about what you should do in a relationship, you've already failed. Um, you know, I, I could give you my coulda, woulda, shoulda, but at the end of the day, I didn't. So be careful when you ask when and who you ask for advice uh, about you know, what to do in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gabby, girl, don't even feel bad, child, because I I don't think I probably would have left either. But I think he definitely was wrong. I think, how do I say this? I think in a space that she was in of already feeling like, damn, I can't even blame him like for trying to go and like make that happen elsewhere. I think that's that kind of guilt that black women tend to put on themselves like in relationships. Like self-blame. That self-blame. Not even black women, just women period will do this. Like when they're being domestically abused, they'll be like, well, I made him mad. I got to stop making him mad. Like it's that kind of mindset that sometimes we, we put on ourselves, especially I know as a black woman, like it's already like, okay, I have to be twice as good in the workspace. I have to conduct myself a certain kind of way. I have to be this for my man, too. And when you just can't do that, uh, you know, I guess what's called like that God-given right is, you know, to be able to give birth and, you know, conceive and hold a child. Um, I think maybe she felt like, I'm not going to speak for her, but this is just me, you know, like looking in on it. I think maybe she felt like, damn, like, all right, well, you, you can try to make it happen elsewhere. But I think now... I'm, I'm glad that she does know now. I, like I said, I love that she lives in that truth of saying the me now wouldn't have stayed. Um, if the bag is right, some some women will cry in the Bentley instead of crying in the Honda. Future Gabby, ex- Gabby was never going to cry in the Honda, y'all. Future ex, important question. You would have cried in that new time, you would have cried in this roof. Basically, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> And like I said, I don't think Gabby was never leaving in no in no in no Honda or no Nissan. But no, not I, I do think that she was in a vulnerable space, uh, mentally and emotionally. Did D Wade take advantage of that? Yes. 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 Definitely. Most things do. Uh, hello. That's y'all. That's the, I'm not gonna say all the y'all because no, like, I was guilty of it. I was guilty. Yeah, I was guilty. Yes, that was probably your angle at one point. Um, I've been a victim of that too, and. I've been in a relationship where, like, I was, like, clearly tell this man, like, look, you hurt my feelings. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I, he was dead ass saying, I ain't apologizing for shit because I meant what I said. And it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nigga, I got to go. Um, bye. But um, 
I'm, I'm like, cause I'm happy that she was able to say like the now, the me who I am now wouldn't have stayed. Um, do you, do we know if like, cause I don't ever see any pictures of this other baby. Does he, I think I'm, I'm assuming he's just on like a child support kind of situation. I'm not like, I'm not 110% sure. Okay. Um, but not me trying to get in the women's business, <laughs> but just like from a human perspective, mm-hmm. um, women are always accountable. Yeah. But it's more so just me. I just appreciate people um, that are accountable. It was always an admirable trait to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of feel like once I started being accountable, which was after I got out of the inpatient facility because mm-hmm. it helped put a lot of stuff in perspective for me. And it helped me realize like a lot of the actions and things I was doing, like I was kind of using my depression as an excuse just to be an asshole and a dickhead. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, like I'm depressed. So like I just have this stamp to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. And then after I actually got there and just talking to people and actually talking to people that were going through what I was going through and just the therapy, like I was able to understand like, okay, you were using it. And it, like you were using it to to maybe manipulate certain situations. Yeah, exactly to manipulate certain like certain situ like to manipulate situ- situations. Not yeah. like not like like exactly mm-hmm. like doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I just have like a thing for people who are just holding themselves accountable. In the sense that she held herself accountable to the fact that looking back on it, I should have left. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think any of that shit is her fault at all. Yeah. But her just saying, you know, in retrospect, yeah, I shouldn't gave, I shouldn't have given him that grace. Mm-hmm. I should have gotten up and left. Yeah. But I didn't. But if that shit would have happened today, because I learned from my mistakes, then like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not doing this shit yeah. like ever again. So like that whole honesty and transparency and just. Um, I think she wanted parenthood. I think she wanted to be a mother so badly. I think uh, aside from him there were certain things that she was trying to just be like, okay, I have to wrap my head around this Mm -hmm. before I can even worry about that. I think, you know, it's a lot like be like from what I see and from women that I talk to being a woman is a lot. There are, Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot that's placed on your shoulders. There are a lot of expectations. Um, just not even from a family perspective, but from a societal perspective, from a relationship perspective, there are a lot of things that are kind of placed here and it's kind of just, you know, figure out and do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, there's a lot of that. Um, and a lot of it isn't fair. Like a lot of it is kind of just placed on it by like, oh, you should just do these things or know how to do these things, or you should be held to these standards and, I guess be happy that you meet a few and that I decided as a man that, oh, you meet these few and I'm choosing you as my partner because as a man, I feel like I can have anybody and you should be thrilled by the fact that I decided that you are my partner. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you should be happy that I chose you when in reality, uh, women, we do the choosing in case you didn't know. (laughs) All the niggas that know that know. (laughs) Dom Kennedy, um, ASAP. I heard a lot of like niggas, Pimp C, Rest the God, Pimp C. We already know. They choose, bro. Yeah. So, um, but shout out to Gabby Union for, like, you know, just being transparent. And just being open. Like, I kind of feel like it's, and I and I feel like it's a learning point for a lot of women who may be finding themselves in the same position that, she's, that she was in. Uh-huh. A lot of women who are scared to kind of be like, I want to leave because there is 
comfortability can be a demon in a sense. Comfortability can be a blessing, but it can also be a demon because it can leave you in certain situations that have certain habits where it's kind of just like, okay, I know this, but I don't know the unknown Mm -hmm. and I don't want to battle the unknown because the unknown could be potentially worse, even though this is horrible. So I'm going to stick here. And I feel like what she's showing is an an important lesson because she's saying, hey, if you find yourself in a situation and it could be super comfortable, I guarantee you, if you do kind of branch out, it can't be any worse than this. Because if you think about it, it can't. I think that's a lot of women when they settle. And I think we also know it's like there's more women than men on this earth. So it's like. I mean, at first it's all my women. Damn. I got to settle this nigga, but they do it. I'd be the first of my women friends like, yo, like, you to catch, like, you don't have to settle. Like, mm-hmm. you you just don't. Like, you don't have to be here. Like, mm-hmm. you're bringing a lot of shit to the table. Even though niggas, like, that whole... First of all, if a nigga is, like, starting to think off, like, what do you bring to the table, just run. Like, that... <laughs> yes. it's a red flag to begin with because, like, that nigga ain't got shit to offer you. So... Yes. <laughs> Same thing. The niggas worry about gold diggers. That's the niggas that don't have money. And it's just like, man, like this thirty dollars, these this thirty dollars and seventy three cents I got in my account, I gotta guard that shit with my life. Yeah. Um So a lot of that shit like is what it is, but it is a very important message to don't settle. And if you find yourself in that situation just because it is comfortable and certain luxuries may be presented to you, it doesn't mean like you have to sit there and just like deal with that shit. Like you just like your happiness you should love have yourself a yeah. more put yourself first i think and that's another thing too like black women are like got don't to let love you this have... man got yeah. to show this black man some love because black men don't get loved enough on in this world and that's true but that doesn't mean you can't love yourself first no two things can be true at the same time yeah, I, yeah. this is this is carter's lesson every week two things can be true mm-hmm. black men cannot be loved on enough can be true the same thing can be said for by black women and they're not obligated to do that for us. Two things can be true. Yeah. And oftentimes two things are true. That's so true. Good Clumsy Carter's back in the building, y'all. Well. At least it was a plastic cup. That's a job for the shampooer. So anyway, <laughs> move right along to our, <laughs> our pop the top segment for the week. Love languages. Pop the top is brought to you by your business Kiggo here. Yes. So that's how you feel memes when I be wild. I love that song, y'all. I don't think it's a bad song. <laughs> so honestly, like on some shit, just like my like unpopular like my unpopular uh opinion. Niggas be like joking because it's her. Man, let anybody else that wasn't her come out with that song, and it they would have like, flopped. Now, but now, shout out to Jocelyn because we now have another birthday song that you could play for your friends when it's their birthday on Instagram. Stevie Wonder was getting tired. Two Chains was getting tired. Seems like Drake under- was getting tired. They all was getting tired of being used for the birthday. When you give your friend a shout out on your story, so thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you. But yes, our pop the top today is love languages. And I ask you, ladies and gentlemen, what is your love language? Is it one? Is it two? Well, I think once you do the the questionnaire, it gives you your top three. Yeah, like there's like, it I don't feel like there's any. Three. It tells you actually all of them, but it just kind of tells you in order what is in order. First of all, pause. 
rewind. I don't feel like anybody can have one. Everybody has the love multiple. languages. Yeah, yeah like there's a multiple. Everybody has the love language, but it's this um, it's ranked differently. more relevant exactly. to you as a person. Um, so, babe, I'll ask, what are your love languages? Uh, I think my number one. You think? You didn't take the quiz? I'm sorry, not think. I mean, but like, I know myself. Okay. Like, I think my number one is just acts of services. Um, I would thought yours was touch. Damn. I think touch is too. Yeah. So I think it's like act of, like act of services is one. And like mm-hmm. act of services, like for me, is just like something simple. Yeah. It's just like, um, might have been out. I just ask like, why you're out? Can you pick me up something? Mm-hmm. And you pick it up. Like, that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, just like things of that nature, like that to me, like shows that you're paying attention to me mm-hmm. and you care. So like mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, touch just like as far as like cuddling, cause like I'm like a cuddle fiend. Like I like cuddling. That's like one of my like favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me affirms to me like you want to be here, and that you care, and like the feeling is reciprocated by yeah, like that having that uh that intimate relation as far as just like not even sex but just like cuddling yeah. holding hands and I just don't they like raise your stuff. endorphins like naturally i think hugging i think it does it does yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and i think my top three because we can break this in the top three mm-hmm. um not gifts like i want to say gifts is my third um it's access services touch and quality time uh-huh. so like yeah quality time so like there would be my top three um i kind of feel like Gifts and access services may kind of be like blended together hand because an active service, like it's kind of hand in hand because to me, your active service is a gift because it's something you didn't have to do, but you decided to do it for me because you thought that much of me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. So I kind of feel like those are kind of like intertwined. Mm-hmm. The rest are separate, but I kind of feel like those two are like are, are intertwined. Okay. Um, my love languages, number one is access service. I am such an independent person mm-hmm. anyway y'all I'm, <laughs> I'm a pretty independent person but no nigga i don't need you i love to just get shit done like brian is a very um well let, you know let's just do it when it comes time to do it. i'm like no let's just do it now like what are we waiting for we can do it now like <laughs> so i'll like i'm the kind of person, let's clean the room now let's let's do let's just go get gas right now because i've learned in the past that you know this is a sidebar do not wait until the next day to get gas y'all get it the night before you will always regret it on your way to work the next morning my gas tank don't mean him hurt and get gas <laughs> but i'm like let's go get gas right now like that acts of service Listen, my, my uh, gas tank and jesus know my heart so with them two together no actually i know my gas rule waiting for pen die i know my gas tank and jesus know my heart So, yeah, no, um, access service. So, I'm just kind of like, whenever I can have someone come in and be like, yo, guess what? I already did the dishes. I already took your car and put gas in it. I already went and got the car washed. Like, but that's why I guess, like, it goes maybe to say, like, access service and gifts may kind of blend because, like, to me, if you wash my car, like, you had to put money out. Like, that's kind of a gift in a sense. Or unless it's, like, an aside, like, a specific gift that I told you I wanted. Other than that, like, acts of service is definitely chef's kiss, top tier, like, baby. Make it happen for me. Um, secondly, I would say is quality time. And then um, third for me is definitely touch. I didn't know that touch was so high on my list. 
because I had been single for a minute before getting with Brian. So, like, when I was, like, you know, chilling with niggas, I'm like, you don't got to touch me like that because it's not even, it's not even that. Wait, we talk about a Rayon fucking swear he was killing that shit lately. <laughs> oh boy, I swear he killed that dance. If y'all do not know what I'm talking about, I know it's on Twitter. Go on Twitter and look up like Omarion performing recently. He swore he hit that shit, dog, and he was looking the fuck crazy. Omarion, we love you, but don't do that shit again. No, do that shit again. Do not. Cause they been tearing this nigga up on TikTok. <laughs> they been doing a dance to other beats and shit. <laughs> oh, Marion, please don't do that again. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that touch was like a thing for me because I guess I was at it. I was going through like not a whole phase, but like a phase where I was just like casually dating and I wasn't sure where it was going to go. So like we didn't have to cuddle, big dog. Even if you was going through a whole phase, put some respect on your whole phase. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it was, I was doing my thing. I'll see you know when your mom be like, I was doing my thing, but. What you think I'm gonna do five kids? They come to me, Dad. Would you go? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, I knew that it wasn't going anywhere, so I wasn't really feeling the touch thing. But I think now that I am with my partner, who is my one, and I enjoy touch. I enjoy cuddling. I enjoy putting my feet on top of his. Okay, because his feet be a little ashy sometimes, y'all. So he can't always put his feet on top of mine. But I will definitely be like, you ain't once, gonna you, ash once you put some lotion on them things, you can put your feet on top of mine. You know what I mean? Gibbs, I would say, um, yeah, that's definitely like kind of last for me. Because I'm such an independent person, I'm like, I'll just go get it. Because I'm the kind of person where it's like, I want you to fuck my shit up. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll go Nigga, get even it. last night, I struggled a while with you. Oh, I, I, I got it. <laughs> because I thought you was here watching your show. I didn't know your show was about to go off. Right, but like, I'm your I man. You like, it's the show. I understand, but I'm your man. It's like ten o'clock. Like, you're not. It's fine. Like, we may live in the suburbs. Like, that's fine. But like, I'm still like after like a certain hour. Like, I'm not letting you because well, anything happen. Like, I'm not ten o'clock. As because as a single, I was like I said before, I was single for so long. If I wanted something. I didn't have anybody. I look. I had to go get my black ass up and do no, it I myself. No, like I understand it, but, but I do. I understand where you were. Coming yeah, I'm saying like going forward, like it was kind of just like all right, like not even on some like oh, like I'm responsible for you. Like I don't want to see anything happen to you. Yeah. So like I kind of know like all right, women are going. Women can go missing like all like times, all the time. of, like all the time and all times of the day. I'm not with you all times of the day. Yeah. So obviously I can't be with you all the time when you do things, but the times that I can be with you doing things like, yeah, like I'm going to be there because I'm aware of this and I'm trying to make sure like that doesn't. You want to be there in case I got caught licking. Yeah, I could be like Liam Neeson. <laughs> hopping, hopping into Maserati like, gotta get her. Wait, what did he say in in the movie? Bring her home. He said, I got a special set of skills. He, like, he said, I know where you are. I got a special set of skills. I will find you. Yes. And I will. He. <laughs> He gave them niggas a stern ass warning. He was like, "Nigga, I'm gonna find you, and when I find you, I'm gonna kill you." That nigga said, "Good luck," and he offed everybody. He, he hit him with the white version of, "I'm not the one or the two. I'm not one of your little friends, so don't play with." Sidebar: me. He was talking about like how she he just found her homie like in a drug house, was <laughs> high as fuck, and they just left her in the other country like to rot and die, and he just took his daughter back so, home. He said, "Look, you already strung out, baby." <laughs> Before we, she belongs to the streets. Before we get back on like topic, like I like that's the one my one knock on taken was like, like yeah, come on, come on, you yeah. saw the friend, you just like yeah, I'm gonna just leave here. Like we're not going back for her. 
she she already gone. I ain't mad at him. He can't. He look. He ain't responsible for that girl. But knowing your partner's love languages, it is important, yeah. and it uh not that it necessarily makes the things. I feel like easier is the wrong word. It makes communication, and it makes a lot of things more copacetic. Yeah. So it's it's an even flow. Like we can continuously flow off each other because we know what each other needs instead of hitting this awkward wall where okay i didn't know that you needed this but you may not have known that you needed this because you may have you may have not known your languages and you may not have known what you needed in that moment yourself because you haven't had a chance to learn yourself and actually learn like what you like and what you want to do which is why i kind of feel like dating is important this whole concept of oh like i just have to date somebody every time like long term yeah, no. It's kind of unproductive because, like, you're not going to learn yourself that way. Mm-hmm. Granted, there's exceptions to every rule. Yeah, yeah. There, there's exceptions. There, there's always going to be exception to a rule. You may know off bat what you want, what you don't want. Some people have it like that. Boom, bam. But like for most people, I kind of feel like you need to experience. You need experience. You need experience to know what you like, what you don't like. You need to have these experiences so you know, okay, like, this is my boundary for this. This you is my boundary tools. for that. This you is can, my you threshold. Have to, right. you, you have to earn. The only way to earn the tools is, you know, to practice. And dating is an essential, you know, it's essentially practicing for your marriage. It's an experiment. For, it's, yeah. it's, it's literally a science experiment. Yeah. So what's the purpose, like, what's the purpose of science experiments? to to figure out something right mm-hmm. to so i'm going to test this to see what the result is yeah dating is literally the same kind of thing as to where i am dating to figure out what i like and what i don't like yeah. after that experiment i have my results and after my data then i can though i can go and uh operate in it can definitely teach you more about yourself right. too because like i think you learn about sometimes we have like certain childhood traumas or like the way we were ways we were raised um, they can project themselves in relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, show themselves in relationships differently. So if you're with a certain person who maybe had a different, you know, childhood or life experience than you, they just may come from, um, I think a great uh, comparison is one person in a relationship who's a little more privileged and one person who had to like hustle to get it. So I think those are two people that can come together and really, if they put their pride aside, say, look, I can see where you're coming from. And I can learn from you. Like the person who maybe was privileged can learn from the hustler. The hustler can learn that I don't always maybe have to hustle anymore. Mm -hmm. Life isn't all about that. Mm -hmm. So it's also important to love your partner in their love languages. I think a lot of people like, oh yeah, I know my love language. And you just want people to cater to your love language. Or you try to love that person in that and love your language, love languages. Language, instead of like what that person actually needs. Yeah, like you may, if your partner's having a bad day, you may try to come home and give him a hug. And because, you know, touch is your like top love language. And they just wanted dinner ready because they want that act of service. They had a long day, they're hungry, or maybe a glass of wine. That act of service is already done. And they might, need, they might not even want to sit and talk about their day. Excuse me. Not, they might not want that quality time right then and there. They may want space, but because you're too busy trying to touch and then give him quality time, that's not even what he's looking for, sweetie, or that's not what she's looking for, sir. So it's important to love your partner in their love languages. But, you know, you can't do that until you're aware of your own and until you learn theirs. No. No, I perfectly agree with you saying that was eloquently put. It was eloquently and accurately put. 
Thank you for attending my TED Talk. But uh, I feel like this like be like a. Actually, we should probably do a poll on like what's your love language and how you try to love other people. It's like actually like, an interesting I topic. In that. I think some people think it's like total bullcrap, like how your sign is. It's like Virgos like neat and and or in organization. So, uh, do do you do you think it's a sham? Just like how the uh, what was it, the commitment style? I don't think so. I don't think love languages are a sham. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily subscribe to the zodiac sign necessarily mm-hmm. um i do i don't um but love languages is one of those things where the reason why i don't feel like it's a sham mm-hmm. is because everybody most likely has a way that they interpret love and the way they want to be loved yes. like you you have it like that's something that's like innate mm-hmm. and Innate and something that you discover, like I like it and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more. I don't even think the commitment thing is necessarily. I think the question. I mean, excuse me, the attachment style. I don't even commitment. necessarily think the attachment style thing is wrong too. Mm-hmm. I think is it doesn't give you a time. Like if you're asking me to answer something honestly, if you're not saying it right now in this moment. So if I answer something where it says like, oh, like do you do you feel like this? At least for me, I'm thinking like. Are you asking me, have I ever felt like this? Mm-hmm. Are or you asking right me, now? or is it's it right now? Uh, right, like is it right time, now? Time frame on it. Right. So even when I took it, I said, okay, like this made sense for a point in time in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was, it wasn't wrong at all. Yeah. It was like for a certain point in time in my life, like, yes, this makes sense. Yeah. But if I'm yeah, answering a question, right, if I'm answering a question, honestly, I'm not thinking of, am I feeling this right now? I'm reading it as, have I ever felt like this? Like, yeah, like I have felt like this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like how I'm going to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Because it's not framed as, right now, in this moment, do you feel like this? I think the point of that, um, like to add to what you're saying, the point of that was, like, usually attachments are formed in, like, your first, you know, in, in your childhood. So I think that's why a lot of those questions were like, as a child, did you feel like this? Or... As a baby, did you feel like this? Because our attachment styles are normally formed in those early childhood years. Um, however, I think people's attachment styles throughout life and as they learn other people, as they learn other experiences, as they just go through life can change. So I, I do see what you're saying. It's like, yeah, this is how I felt as a kid, but shit happened. And now I don't really feel like that anymore. So maybe I was, you know, an attached, avoidant, uh, you know, style as a kid, but now I'm not. But I think your love language is definitely current. But I feel like I've taken that, the love language, I've taken that questionnaire a couple times. Extra service has always been at the top, but I think the bottom, like my, like my other, like top three, like the, the second and like, you know, the third one have changed throughout the years because I've changed as a person. How about you? I feel like it is too. Yeah. Um, a lot of people feel like people don't change. I don't subscribe to that. I feel like every day we wake up, we are different people. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every day. So actually, let me retract. I think we are as as different as we recognize. Flaws may not be the word, but we're as different as we recognize maybe our shortcomings are. Yeah. So when you do recognize that something is a problem, when you wake up constantly every day to change that, you're not the same person. It's like every day you are changing. I kind of feel like the day that you don't change is when you're, quote unquote, like setting your ways. And I kind of feel like that becomes when you are closed off from 
uh, critiques and other things that are noticed from other people that may be friends or family members when you just kind of say like, oh, that's just who I am. At that point, I kind of feel like that's when you are who you are. But if you're always willing to take that information and take that feedback and try to apply it differently. It's like one thing I'm trying to do is um, like my attention. Like I kind of feel like I divide my attention like a lot between a lot of things. And that's why I may not necessarily get everything I set out to do accomplished. It's like the one thing I'm trying to do day by day is if I have a task or something to do that day, then that's where you my attention. You on one task at a time. Right. And that's what I'm trying to teach myself. Instead of bouncing yeah. around doing multiple things, like for a set time, set your focus on this one particular thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think that's one thing like we suffer from, like just as like millennials and living in a fast paced world, we kind of like inadvertently like suffer from like some sort of ADHD or like ADD. Like we can't keep our attention on one thing. Um, so it's just important to, I think one thing I told you was to like, you know, write down a checklist for the day and put the most important stuff at the top and whatever you don't get to, it was at the bottom. So it wasn't that important that you didn't get it done anyway. But the important thing is that you had the intention to do it. Um, and you can put it at the top of your list for the next day. And I think another thing is, um, you know, just living in your truth, living in your truth makes you teachable. So if you're living in your truth, you are, you know, it's kind of inevitable that you'll be, um, you know, a catalyst for growth. So that's all I have on that. No, that was, that put the bow on top of it. (laughs) The bow on top of it. (laughs) Do we have anything else on the topic list? Nigga, that's the present. No, that's, that's it. That's it. Like we had a whole uh, hour and twenty minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, are we really? Yeah. Yeah. If you got a shameless, if you got a shameless plug, you'd like to plug in right here. Do I have a shame? I have a shameless plug, y'all. Not the guest having a shameless plug. Okay, my shameless plug is my high school friend Takia. She is an esthetician. Her page is Y S as in Sam, F as in Frank, uh, underscore underscore aesthetics so ysf aesthetics she is your skin friend so you can follow her on instagram at once again ysf underscore under i keep saying underscore underscore (laughs) aesthetics and takia is great y'all um she's super friendly super sweet the vibe there is super just calm friendly welcoming calm your spirit and enjoy this great facial. So she does facials for men and women. She does waxing. Um, and just uh, somebody for all your skincare needs. So follow Takia. All right. Do you have anybody? No, no. You had all week to find a shameless plug. I plugged all the people I wanted to plug. Oh, my God, y'all. Plug. I was jugging for nothing the plug until I ran into the plug. Yeah, I plugged all the people I wanted to plug. Ran off all the plugs twice. All he right, ran off on Kirk, Flick, uh, Kirk, Kirk Franklin, Franklin twice. Kirk Franklin being his stepbrother, his half-brother. Kirk Franklin is who he really is. <laughs> yeah, because have we ever seen them in the same room? No, and we never will. <laughs> and y'all know why. <laughs> I'm crying. Well, this was a good pod. Thank you for having me. Of course. You're invited every time. Me. You're here all the time. 
bring your ass back, okay? When you done getting your D and the C and DC. She gonna refute all this next week. <laughs> like, <Okay>. first of all. <laughs> okay, we, we gonna talk about some of them outfits you had on. You was down there looking real fresh, girl. Okay. All right, auntie. <laughs> down there looking like you need your ass signal. I Mimi, you know I love this for you, girl. You know I love you for real. I love us for real. What Monique said. Damn, it was like a hot butt. Look at you. Girl, get your fast ass over here. Looking fast. Look, look at just fast. Think you know everything. No, she's having fun. Hot in the pants. She's having fun. She's like, she's having fun. Yes, love this for Mimi. So come on back next week, y'all. So you can hear Mimi. Rejuvenated. Ready to go. Rejuvenated. No dad jokes because no. Mimi, <laughs> <laughs> keep doing your dad jokes. No, girl. she better get them doing <laughs> some fuck gonna, out somebody, <laughs> They gonna catch on somewhere. Somebody gonna like it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, you guys have a fine-ass week, and we'll see you next Monday. I holla. Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs>